Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the deadly boys of What Culture, Michael Hamper and Michael Zuduch, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if it's working, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, <laughs> for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but... Elephant like that one. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's NXT. Another brilliant episode with all the fallout from... <laughs> I thought, it won't surprise our listeners to know that your enthusiasm is infectious from oh, that intro alone. What a show! I thought this episode was absolute toilet. Save for one collection of segments, I thought this was... Garbage, and then the more I've spoken to you, the more you've kind of won me round. So I'm looking forward to this review, basically finishing the job. I forgot what happened on it. <laughs> yeah, one of them, one of them. I can't remember a single thing other than, well, I can remember two things, and that was about it. I think we always say that, you know, you want wrestling to make you feel something. There was bits on the show that made me want to die through my screen, and I think, you know, that's what you've got to be aiming for. And there is a moment on this show that uh, made me sit up and go, bloody hell. And I sense we're all going to agree on that bit. That bit, we will. And that's what kind of like, it generates almost accidentally that pro wrestling feeling. But I think NXT sometimes feels like, like we almost like find ourselves campaigning for the brand a little bit through this podcast and with like other wrestling fans and because nobody talks about it or cares about it's it. fastest growing wrestling product there is. But it it yeah. sort of feels like when like corporate training is provided and it's like, come on, you'll get out what you put in. Like a wrestling show like, is asking quite a lot of you. You've got to uh, engage with these characters to the point where you're basically inventing lives for them. But if you do that, you'll have a brilliant time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what's your, I always say this, what's your big three? Matches, promos, angles. angles. The trifecta. Had all three, baby. Yeah, but That's in WWE, it's a trifecta. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, right, let's dive straight into it. The show opens with a big recap, of course, of everything that happened in the NXT. And then there is former NXT superstar Bailey mm. arriving mm. Uh, ahead of Ding Dong. Hello! Uh, <laughs> on the show. Uh, and here comes the supposed number one contender, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, walk down to the ring. Uh, 
and Trick, yet again on fire straight away, introduces Mello, hypes everyone up about him, uh, and says that at Vengeance Day, Mello turned Apollo Crews from Vision Seer to Stevie Wonder. I thought I was going to get more. I think they did too. Yeah. <laughs> and about the match. Mello I applied the same, quite, quite frankly. Mello gets on the mic. He's going to drop one of his catchphrases, but Trick's like, no, no, no. Don't drop that one. He's got a new one. Mello in two, because, of course, he went 2-0 in the two three falls match. Uh, Mello says he shot his shot, and it was nothing but net basketball. Um, <coughs> said Cruz did have the right vision, just the wrong person. Um, the NXT universe is shook uh, because he's everything he says he is. He is the one. He is him. Uh, he said he, he did everything he was going to do, um, but there's only one event that uh, oh, he's got to face a certain person. Uh, there's only one event that can hold them both. It's his destiny, and the man he's talking about is... But before he can get to presumably saying Bron Breaker, here comes J.D. McDonough, Ooh. who says, huh, do my ears fool me? Or does it sound like you were about to challenge for that NXT championship? And I thought, what are you doing here <laughs> in relation to this? You had your go. The amount he wangs on about body parts, there's no way his ears would fool him. He knows he probably can describe to you how his ears aren't fooling him. Something about the, I was going to say ocular canals, but that sounds eye-based or something. Ocular That's is eyes. Eye, well, anyway. Aural, the aural canals. <laughs> J.D. McDonough will give you a full description. I hate J.D. McDonough. I hate J.D. McDonough. His role as well is the interrupter who gets beat. Yeah. That's what he does on this show. He's the unwanted interruption who gets beat in a, spoiler alert, very well constructed professional wrestling match of a style that peaked a few years ago, for which I feel nothing. But yeah, I was confused by his arrival. But as I always say with NXT guys, just let it play out because it all made sense later on. Um, he says, Mello, you might be the coolest in NXT, but in that ring where it really matters, you're not fit to hold my jockstrap, pal. Um, you're not ready to be champion. You're not ready to be the face of NXT. Um, and Mello says, I thought, to be honest, I thought I beat everyone I needed to beat, but apparently I look, it looks like I left a survivor. He says, you're jealous. Um, JD fires back saying, oh, you're all about being in the VIP room, getting that sort of treatment. But I send everyone to the emergency room. A wordplay. <laughs> Play on words. Tells Trick to dial 911 because that's where Mello's going. Challenges issued. Game on for later on in the show. Yeah. I, I just... did like the fact on this show, after having done this, Forever WWE, I'm just like, I'll fight you, I'll fight you, all right. There was a couple of times, I'm fairly certain, on this show where <laughs> Vic Joseph was like, oh, it's official, we've just got word. So they've just suddenly decided, no, 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 it has to take at least five minutes before we can confirm this impromptu match will definitely get on this show. Carmelo Hayes wins two straight falls and didn't ask for Dabakato's interference, simply benefited from it. So in WWE terms, that makes him pretty much a straight-up babyface at this point. He's done everything he said he was going to do, and he's going to challenge Bron Breaker, and he's being positioned against a heel as well. They're going with an all-babyface match at Stand and Deliver, um, which means that Melo kind of has to win. Yes. Otherwise, he's, he's finished everywhere, let alone in NXT. I just... It doesn't, it's not the most appealing programme, is it? Like, it doesn't feel like it fits trick particularly all of this. Like he could have been quite good winding, not winding up Bron Breaker because we've just had that with Grayson Waller, but getting under his skin just by being Trick Williams could have been a good laugh, and I feel like now we're going to I think see... we are still going to get that. He's going to get speared in half by Bron Yeah, Breaker. I suppose so, but like they're definitely going to present this as a babyface sporting contest, aren't they? It would seem. They made Mello nice and boring, just in time for his uh, title <laughs> shot is what I'm saying. <laughs> 
feel nothing. <laughs> I feel absolutely nothing, and I felt nothing in the match. No, forget McDonough. They could have simply had a heel face feud between Breaker and Hayes, and then by virtue of winning it and being the man and everyone liking him anyway, Hayes could have just simply very subtly adjusted his act to be a baby face on a de facto level. I didn't need a face versus face feud here. But uh, look, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One storyline we are all invested in, though, is the ongoing developments with Boris Johnson, so wanks a lot. You women's tag team champions, Fallon Henley and Kiana James. They're walking backstage, but here comes Fallon Henley. She's better than Eddie Kingston, it's confirmed, because she actually watches the show, uh, and she calls out Kiana James. The Mad Queen. For cheating to win the titles, and James is like, chill out. And he's like, no, we should give him a rematch. And judging by their appearance later on in the show, I hope they don't. Um, <laughs> Fallon Henley's uh, mentioning about, who was that you were on the phone to? Because she said she loved someone on the phone mm-hmm. called Zach. Yeah, Zach. Calls it Zach. Who could it be? A brother. A oh, brother. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, I remember that. Um, but Henley's like, who is it? Keanu James like, no one, doesn't matter. Uh, and Henley's like, I'm going to go in this room and I'm going to tell Sol Wanks a lot about this. And she's like, no, Fallon walks in, flicks the light on. Surprise! There's a big party set up by the boys. And it's the best WWE party I've seen in ages. The most convincing one by miles. By, to be honest, the most convincing party locker room. We know enough about these people now. Sucking and f- in, as Cedric would say, I never... Sucking and f***ing. One, he's he's one, extending his lead on the swears. I uh, never imagined that... Like, maybe you're right. Maybe you should let everything play out on this show because I can't think of an act, maybe apart from Gallus, that I imagined I would invest in less than the Cowboys from when they debuted. And as part of this, I'm so into it. This These recurring segments were the best thing on the show by a mile. The belts are where they need to be. The belts are where an act I care about. I, oh my God. Sorry, I went Welsh there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for Valentine's Day. Like, should we save it for the preview? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because oh, I want to talk about it now. <laughs> this is the one thing I probably won't forget about by the time we talk about NXT next week. Preview uh, the preview, Sitch. It's going to end in tears, obviously, yeah. and in heartbreak. But I think that they're going to uh, the business one what's she called Kiana James Kiana James is going to deliberately withhold the fact that Zach is her brother to try and drive a wedge he's happened upon something here she's going to drive a wedge between Sir Wangsalot <laughs> and <laughs> Fallon Henley and Briggs and she's going to just let this information linger they're going to fight over the Zach person before she reveals the bombshell and where would he take her on a date? To the bar. To that little cafe that they sometimes have fights in. They'll dress it up as a restaurant. Apollo Cruz has recommended it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the diner, yeah. I meant where uh, Alba Fire beat up Mandy Rose. You know, where there was just that buffet uh, out that time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so either the buffet or Apollo Cruz's favourite diner. Or he takes her to a very exclusive pub, that one that Gallus built the other week. Yes. <laughs> Gallus' bar. Yes, Gallus' bar. Gallus' bar. And, it's, and Fallon Henley's like, why are you going there? Our bar needs the money. You can't put money in Gallus's till. There's just so many directions the storyline can take. <laughs> Briggs and Jensen could feud. Jensen could be a heel act with Keanu <laughs> James. James. Sorry, and um, but 
Oh, well, the baby faces stick together. Is Zach really the brother? I mean, this yep. is just soap opera. It's Who's finest. Zach? Is Zach coming to NXT? As a, yeah, that's great as well. Zach Zodiac. Zach James. Because they're brother and sister. Zach Efron, new celebrity <laughs> match for you. Actually, we'll, we'll get to a dream match in just a second. We'll, more on this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they show the footage that we talked briefly about on our NXT Vengeance Day uh, review podcast, I believe, and certainly on the preview. Uh, you can still check out our review of Vengeance Day, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. With Grayson Bloody Wall, he's obviously been suspended this week. This is why he uh, invaded Shawn Michaels' post-show media call um, and basically said, as he has been on social media, well, why don't you like me? Is it because I'm not like all the fans in the locker room who don't put heart on hearts on their gear and do stupid poses with you, you old loser? Uh, yeah. And he's ranting, and uh, Matt Bloom has to take him out of there. Without... Grace Waller is essentially Frank Grimes. <laughs> Just pointing out how stupid this is all of the time. Are we getting one more match from HBK, and is it Grace and Bloody Waller? Well, no, but that's where the heat is. Sid had a really good point about this. Well, it, it, it was developed from your point of they need something for the Staples Center. Yeah. HBK versus Waller. In one of them, like, it's not a return, it's a street fight or something. Like his retirement when he had his own Sanctioned yeah, street fight. Lights out, Grayson Waller and uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh. Oh. Adam Cole watching and crying. I need to go back. <laughs> uh, anyway, more on that as that develops. Maybe, like, maybe, now you said it, Staples Centre. Like... You, like the the I Grayson was, Waller going to hit his finish and getting hit with a super kick, I can genuinely yeah. envisage. I, I was kind of assuming that you know there's going to be an advocate, somebody that wants to defend NXT. Apollo Creed. Tyler Bate was quite yeah. Tyler Bate. I but it's not as interesting as Shawn Michaels, is it? No, no, like, no, no one near, no one near. Maybe if he was working a show, people might actually attend a press conference that he held. <laughs> um, <laughs> then it was time for why did you do it? Why did you do it? Sol Ruka versus Zoe Stark. Um, Sol looked good again, got mm. a bit of offense in, but it was uh, Zoe Stark who eventually got the victory. Uh, Ruka went for a splash, springboarding into it. Stark got her knees up and threw her into the turnbuckles and hit that brilliant spinning GTS, which is like CM Punk's finisher, but better. And so uh, She did the job, but she had to do the finish. That's it. Because she has to do the finish every single time. Jesus Christ, just let her do a bloody job. I'll yeah. tell you one thing about this, and I'm maybe someone has made this comparison before, but she is very much the female Tom McGee. When mm. she did that spot where she avoided getting swept off the apron by doing the splits, it's Tom McGee. I described that Bret Hart performance. The reason why it was so great is because he basically treated Tom McGee as if he was like a proximity mine. If you touch him or do anything physical in proximity, it's all over. He gets revealed as a sham. If you do everything around him, avoiding, like, the plague, his stuff, which would always look terrible when it connects, you can actually build a dramatic spaces between moves match around him. And this is Sol Ruka. Some of her stuff just looks spectacular, but when she actually has to wrestle, it's invariably very poor. Yeah, a post-match, uh, Zoe Stark jumped her, was going to beat the crap out of her even more, and then Sol just hit that amazing Sol Snatcher flipping cutter thing that she does out the corner, even though Zoe Stark got the victory. Yeah, they're trapped by it. This was, like, this was a card of very, very bland wrestling. And this... Mm, there's one match that stood out for me, but okay. This minor squash was probably like the highlight of the night because we got to see Sol Ruka's stuff, but it is a problem. Like, unless... They kind of just should probably push her. 
It doesn't like we're not in the era anymore where like a, to use Tom McGee as a comparison. Nobody's going to care that much, even if Tom McGee is on offense for 15 minutes on NXT, because it's just NXT. Just push her. Just have her be so unstoppable that she becomes a threat to Roxanne Perez eventually. I understand what they're doing here. They want to keep developing her, so she has to lose as per their system. But people want to watch her high spots and watch her experiment with what she can do with the high spots. So just, I see where it goes. I think they've got a new Randy Orton on their, on their hands here. Remember Randy Orton would just have... Randy Orton's never done anything as entertaining as Sol Ruka in no, 20 but years. When, yeah. when it used to be like, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Okay, oh, brilliant. There we go. <laughs> just have that with the Soul Snatcher, basically. Yeah. yeah everything she does is better than Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> Sol Ruka is a better professional wrestler than Randy Orton. Hey, fair enough. established this. Get that out there. Literally pass it on. What culture do we said this? Um, now, but go back to the party uh, and Kiana's thanking uh, Sol Wanks a lot for, for putting this party together. He's the sweetest guy ever. Fallon's like, isn't there something else you want to tell uh, Sir Wanks a lot, Brooks? She's like, I've already thanked him. Shut up, sort of thing. Uh, here comes Pretty Deadly. Uh, they look an absolute state. <laughs> and uh, they haven't slept since Vengeance Day uh, because they're pissed off about not winning back their tag team titles. And they look across the room and they go, You! And then there's Chase U, and they go, you, for Chase U. It's a different kind of you. Um, <laughs> um, and they blame Chase U for uh, them not winning the tag team titles. Andre Chase says, I could say the same thing about you two motherfuckers. Do you know how bad I wanted to win the titles in my hometown? I don't care how tired you are. I'm pissed off. And uh, Duke's like, Thea, what's, uh, what's, uh, Andre drinking there. She's like, it's just water. Uh, and Andre Chase says, you two are going to get the shit kicked out of you tonight. Great. Perfect setup. Great characters. Um, the party being the location where these characters can believably interact is a step up from just like they're being an interviewer or a backstage area where they just happen to run into one another. Disheveled, pretty deadly, are great. Everyone in this division is better than Gallus. There's something else you can stamp what coach to. Joe Coffey sucks. Like, there's often a dissonance between Where podcasts. Has he gone after us on Twitter as well? Right. Podcasts and Seen videos. This. Heard about this. Yeah, Joe Coffey said, F all that lot of what culture in response to an article. Now, sometimes, obviously, we don't write. Me and Cedric don't write all the articles. You do all the videos, well, Bon, right? No. What culture is. I can't write. <laughs> you can, and you have. What culture's got like multiple arms, podcast videos, lists, etc. I'm more than happy to back the list. I believe it was written by the great Scott Carson that Joe Coffey went on Twitter to Barry and say the podcast completely supports and agrees with all of this. His Carson's point was... It was, ah, Scott, yeah. Yeah, the four-way match uh, would have been happy with any team winning, apart from Gallus. Oh, hang on, wait a second, sorry. Give the button. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Putting that out there. Shout out to Scott Carson. Great article. Read of our vengeance, day ups and downs. Yeah. Anyway. What a Mark. <laughs> Mark Coffey. <laughs> And Mark Coffee is brother. This <laughs> <laughs> Mark Coffee, isn't it? Joe went after us. Yeah, no, but like this yeah. brother is Mark uh, Coffee. Mark and oh, Mark. We're pals from WCPW days. You maybe. Mm. What was the actual tweet? I love how Gallus are so irrelevant that this is legitimately the first I've heard about this. Let me find it. Hang I didn't know this happened. Somebody uh, snitch tagged. Oh yeah, yeah. Scott yeah. Carson's article where he said something along the lines of it would have been great to see any team win. Uh, I'm not putting. I don't want to, like, misquote Scott there. And snitch-tagged with Joe Coffey and said, and Joe said, F all that lot. As yeah, in, here we go. As, as in what culture? Bill Moss said, oh, F you, what culture? Gallus boys on top. And, yeah, it was the um, art bit from Scott Carlson. Entry, uh, the 
one of the downs. The least interesting team won. Uh, Double Bobby. It's Where's the line? Yeah. Great, great line here. It's not that Gallus is a bad wrestling duo. It's just that they exist. Oh, no, it's just, it's that they just exist. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've got that wrong. Where's the light? 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 Right. Someone articulate to me. Someone, because no one's done it yet. Someone articulate to me the appeal of Gallus. thing is, about like green. <laughs> and the gear. Like, I, I, I guess that because they're all a decent size yeah. and their stuff is legitimate as wrestling can be which is not very if you scrutinize it for more than four seconds. I guess they look like they hit hard, or you could believe they would win a real fight. People oh, like Christ. gruff boys without going under the hood to actually check what's there, don't they? But that's right. just... It's boring. Yeah. Like, I'm not in the business of starting a I've beef I've never heard anything. anyone make a compelling argument for Gallus. Nah. Because there isn't one. That's the thing. Like, I know that certain Scottish people like them. Big deal. Like... You know what I mean? I don't get it, and I'm trying to think of it. You know what? I'm not a Randy Orton guy. No. I've been bored rigid by him for the better part of 20 years. When people talk about his attributes, his certain performances of his, certain storylines of his. And he's so smooth. And I get it. You can see it. I get it. Yep. I don't like it, but I get it. Even, I hate myself for this, with Kane... I can understand why someone with a striking look, slow chemical, a 2001 Royal Rumble performance. A better I, tombstone than The Undertaker. When he, when he the stupid arsehole got it the right way around. <laughs> I can understand why people are drawn to and enjoy the work of Kane. I don't. I just don't. But I get what people see in Kane or why they gravitate towards Kane. With Gallus, I just do not get it. And Gallus fans. And I've never heard a compelling reason as to why Gallus are good. They're, Gallus fans are grasses. Like, that. Yeah. This, all of this comes, This is what, I mean, I don't want to start a war or anything, but, like, it all comes off, like, snitch tagging. Like, the rest of the media exists. Like, I, don't, wouldn't, I would never bury a wrestler with an at, or I would never have a go. Like, I don't wake up in the morning, and I don't want them to see grief, but I should be permitted to say what I think without yeah. tagging them in. And it's then if, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's... Tagging stuff like Gallus fans are grasses. Confirmed. <laughs> Lame. It's like I've watched other wrestlers embody the appeal or the apparent appeal of Gallus far better than Gallus themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he's a legit guy who's a big sort of burly bruiser, sorry, who can hit hard and it looks authentic. Great, I'll just watch Dan Hansen, mm -hmm. who had loads more going for him than Gallus ever will if they wrestled for a millennia. And if Sean keeps booking NXT, they might. So. <laughs> he already did NXT UK. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back Shout to Shout out Scott Carson. Yeah. Uh, so from a disheveled deadly to a dominating performance from Dabakato over Dante Chen. Die. That's another D for you. <laughs> dickhead. Die, dickhead. You love your D words. Uh, yeah, it was a squash, this. Oh my God. <laughs> the astronaut. Meme? <laughs> Deft dovetailing? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Chen got a tiny bit of Why is it Planet of the Apes where it was America all along? Sidgwick's <laughs> <Like the, laughs> just seen the Statue of Liberty peering over the sea. Yeah, yeah. Statue? Sea? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, squashed him. 
sit out tree slam for the three count. Finish look great. <laughs> finish look great. And I did like the fact that I, I'm, I'm sorry if I've made a mistake on this. This is the first time I've ever seen that interviewer. They've picked the smallest person I've ever seen in comparison to someone they've interviewed to make Davike, to be fair, she's, look huge. She's talented. She used to do ROH in its death throes era. Mm. Um, she has made a cameo appearance once on NXT. Ah. She was climbing out of a swimming pool when they were doing oh, you know, that big yeah. skit. I think yeah. she's been on a couple of times. When they were all talking about, what are you going to be doing this Saturday? Oh, night? God. That was the like, best. All they can talk about is work. Yeah. But they've all got together for a barbecue. Uh, so Davikato gets asked by her. She makes him look huge uh, again. Uh, why he attacked Apollo Crews. And he says, Crews knows what he did. That's why he dropped his ass. Staples Center. See you there. God. Davikato and Apollo Crews. Finally. Paying that off. Commander of Aziz. That's how many years is that? Like long-term storytelling. Two. Much like the bloodline, it is a completely perfect three-year story, I would say. Yeah, it'd be three years, wouldn't it? 36? Oh, no, no, it's 37, because it was the first one back with half a crowd, wasn't it? They were in Raymond James. It's been, so it's, it's been, through, Nigerian it's drum been fight. at least two years. Yeah. Uh, we get a recap of Indus Share versus the Creeds with the spot with the Ivy Nile. Um, and then we cut backstage. Actually, I think it was a shot the day before. Uh, and it says, yesterday... And there's Julius apologizing again to Ivy Nile. Brutus saying, look, we've got to get into share back. Uh, and the doc says, Do we? the doc says, well, remember the last few minutes, though? Yeah. And Brutus just, great. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ivy says, oh, no, sorry. The doc says Ivy will be good to go by the weekend. Here comes Isla Dawn, flanked by Alba Fire, cackling away. Oh, fuck off. And uh, she accuses Tatum Paxley of being the one behind Nikita Lyons' attack. And Tatum says, oh, no, no, I was uh, I was busy. I was doing film study. I was training, and I only went outside to get some air, and that's when I saw what happened. I went out to help Nikita Lyons. And Isla says, you know, an innocent person would have just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always picture Chris Jericho with a that was one of the best. when you do that. That honestly <sighs> was, that made me feel, like, undepressed for, like, one of the first times ever during that bloody pando, which is still ongoing. Raging, actually. Raging. Yeah, these wrestlers are as thick as the plot, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> they this, this set up a match for in a minute. But before then, uh, the former tag team champions had to be arseholes, apparently. Uh, Roxanne Perez. For a change. Roxanne Perez is getting interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. Um, but then they're interrupted, yeah, by the former champs, uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Uh, they're salty. Uh, about being cheated out of their tag titles. You know, they're sticklers for the rules, sometimes. Um, and uh, Perez is like, lovely. Lo- Roxanne Perez, just pure baby face. Don't worry, guys. You'll get them back. And they're like, f*** you, Roxanne Perez. I'm like, what's this? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, she, uh, 50 cent. What did they say f*** me for? <laughs> yeah, they just go, yeah, you haven't got any friends. I was like, what's going on here? And then she says, all right, I call a mate of mine and we have a tag match next week. And they go, yeah, fine. What I love slash hate or took note of, because I don't feel nothing, is that (laughs) their new heel characters are utterly indistinguishable (laughs) from the babyface characters. They did this all the time. But the flip debate. I'm going to give this a pass because they were so annoying here that they're going to get what's coming to them next week, and the payoff is pretty good. I want to watch that tag. I want to get to the, watch these two get absolutely decked next week, and we're going to get it. So, yeah. 
Uh, and then it was time for Isla Dawn and uh, Tate and Paxley. Um, Paxley got again got some offense in, but it, Isla Dawn was always going to win this. She uh, uh, hits a running meteora for a two count. Tatum goes up on the second rope later, dives, but Isla gets out of the way of the crossbody and hits that sort of inverted DDT drop for the victory. It looks like Isla and her new, I suppose, well, they're in the midst of her initiation, aren't they, yeah. Alba Fire? Uh, it looks like Dawn and Fire are going to kill Paxley even more after the match, but who runs down to make the save? But Ivy Nile with a chain wrapped around her hand. I like the fact I envisaged Ivy Nile just walking around with a chain around her hand because she's such a badass, uh, and they get out of they, they get out of dodge before she can get back to her. Ivy Nile is such a badass. And she had a chain wrapped around her hand. I acknowledge these things. But if you are with a person that could make a bat go on fire, or you could touch someone's leg and poison them and make them vomit black goo, would you need to get out of dodge? Is it like rock, paper, scissors? Like chain beats goo? And fire? And fire. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we know about these characters. And actually never thinks about this stuff. Like, Is that just a power that you can turn on and off, setting a bat on fire? I think chain beats goo, but Ch- fire cancels out chain. chain. They like cancel each other out because you just got a hot chain, then, haven't you? What? <laughs> and what's, what's it all about in NXT? Chain wrestling. So there you go. The circle has been completed. Oh my god! <laughs> Check. Oh my god! What's taking back this power? Fire, chain, goo. Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> so well, that's, that's yet to be revealed. I'll save that for the preview, yeah. mate. Come on. Can I critique this match yet? Yes. Have you gone through the recap? Basically, yeah. Okay. Right. Bear with me, because I think this is a sound, literal sound analogy. You've heard the band Disturbed. Yep. Right. And their famous, inexplicably silly hit, Down With The Sickness, Mm -hmm. where the lead singer, Mm -hmm. believe he's called David Draymond, went, Oh, I knew this was coming. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, that's how she sells. That is how Isla Dawn sells a chop. I'm not joking. If you don't listen to this, go and search Isla Dawn, NXT. This most recent match will probably be the first result, right? She takes chops. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh. That's how she, she makes these noises, which is so ridiculous. We need this on a video podcast just for the way you're selling this. It's great. <laughs> Oh, sounds like an orc. She put that referee down with the sickness. <laughs> it looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Honestly, it's I. I'm certain it is. She has to be like the. Uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. She sounds like an idiot in there, and I feel such vicarious embarrassment, especially when she's doing the. <laughs> the f- little finger in the side of the mouth and snarling and her eyes are darting around her head and she's meant to be crazy. <laughs> and honestly, she sells like an orc. She sells like disturbed. It's ridiculous. And I feel so sorry for her because she's actually very talented, yeah. stripped of all of this supernatural nonsense. I'm looking forward to this becoming like a regular feature. Sidgwick, squash sell of the week. Because last week it was Stevie Turner's laughing. At least there's going to be one match. Where, some, like one match where, like, why are you doing that? Like every week, there's going to be at least one. Can we call it "Get Down with the Sidgwick"? Yes. If down with the Sidgwick, yes. Honestly, if I was remotely good at video editing, and I'd love to be able to learn it, but there's just no time. I would clip together. Oh, oh. 
and the bit of the referee throwing up goo from the Valve Fire. <laughs> you got that the sickness. Oh, God. Oh. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Moving on, um, next up, um, we see a mystery person arriving in a car. And all we know is that they've got snazzy shoes. Uh, <laughs> but it would be revealed in a second because it was time for Mello, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams against J.D. McDonough. Um, I felt like this on the show where they were like, no Bron Breaker, Roxanne Perez very briefly featured. Um, arguably could have been taped because she never came out. Uh, and they were like, right, well, they're kind of big players. Grayson Waller suspended. Um, and, well, we'll talk about the main event a little bit later. Mm. And they went, should we just get two guys who are more than ready to go onto the main roster, uh, genuinely great workers, and just get them to have a match with a distraction finish so they don't, neither one really needs to dominate or get pinned per se, oh, you're clearly better than this person, just to kill a bit of time on this show. That's yeah. what I felt. Because, you know, these two are, are sensational workers. Uh, it just, you know, but it was leading to, I suppose, what came at the end of this match. Um, they weren't exactly going through the gears here, were they? No. Like, to, to, to your point about having to serve a purpose. Oh, they told a you. story. <sighs> like, J.D. McDonough is a guy who targets body parts yeah. and what have you. Mellow, uh, the ribs that he'd been selling from the... Like, it all made sense following Vengeance Day. I ju- I just, like, it did. I, I know you haven't done a recap yet. I couldn't get away from the fact that... I don't know if it's just a subjective thing for me. This whole match... Felt like the last thing he needed. I think we just caught that. Like the whole thing just felt like the last thing 
Melo needed on this show. Like this kind of bland match after a baby face. I'm ready for a sporting contest deal. So just after, like it wasn't well received, the Vengeance Day match, really. And the character f- is feeling the coldest it's felt in a while. And then you get this. Mm. Like, so Jim, Jim Smallman's cage match burn has got a lot to answer for, for ranking matches like this 9 out of 10 and fooling people into thinking it's what people want. Or I'm not people, I don't know. JD McDonough has got this incredible ability to do very good things in the right order at times when you don't expect to see those things. Like his Spanish fly, the headbutt. You never see it coming, and he does catch. I, I don't particularly like amazing with JD McDonough because his head's f-ing massive. So yes. you just see that headbutt coming from last week. I just feel absolutely not. Well, like, and it's one of those where, and it's one of those where I'm thinking, this is I know fundamentally very good, but also is it? Mm. If I feel nothing for it, and no one really else does, is he? What's he accomplishing here? Yeah, I never know what to make of JD McDonough. Is he a good wrestler or not? What is a wrestler? <laughs> it's not him, I don't think. Let me tell you what a wrestler is, Mike Cedric. The Oxford English Dictionary defines a wrestler. Um, yeah, there was, a, and you mentioned it there, there was a nice uh, standing Spanish fly out of nowhere um, from McDonough. Um, Carmelo Hayes comes back, I think, after a break. Springboards off the middle rope with that guillotine leg drop. McDonough kicks out of two, kicks out again after a suplex into a stunner. Looked great. Um, Hayes put him in a cross face. McDonough has to get to the ropes. Uh, McDonough comes back with a sit-out powerbomb. Um, Hayes pops back up, hits a code breaker. McDonough kicks out. Uh, again, McDonough hits him with that headbutt out of nowhere, and then suddenly music hits, and who should be returning but Ilya Dragunov, who, of course, was written off injury uh, by J.D. McDonough. Uh, he takes out Trick Williams with a leg lariat. McDonough's distracted. Hayes cradles him for a three-count. Dragunov gets in the ring. Uh, after the match, looks like he might be about to ta- attack Carmelo Hayes, but he jumps past him, attacks McDonough. Uh, he's going to go to the opposite corner. He's going to hit a big move on him, uh, but McDonough slides out and runs through the crowd and is chased out of there by a returning Ilya Dragunov. Good to see him back. Yeah. Um, this will be like a... <laughs> God, I can't, I can't, I can't be arsed with Ilya Dragunov. You know, he's like the best wrestler I've got zero interest in. That's, he is... Great wrestler. Yeah. I've seen people earnestly go ballistic for his mm, matches. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess you could say the same thing for Devlin in OTT, but let's just erase that all that from history as it should be. Yeah. This is going to be a very good TV match. This will be a good payoff. It's like, I don't mind the logic of this. They're going to presumably put Dragonoff over um, JD McDonough in a good TV main event re-establish him, he's got his revenge on him, and then set something up. I would imagine now, having had the Vengeance Day, having seen the acclaim that the Vengeance Day opener got, they might look at Dragunov versus Wesley. Oh, they might be champion after next week, mate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dragunov versus somebody to generate the type of acclaim and buzz because people are comparing that to like an old-fashioned takeover opener. The whole card can't do it. That's just not Dragunov right. versus Mello, first start of defence after. Yeah, like the, I don't think these cards are... I don't want them to be all takeovers. I want them to be this version of NXT and have a bit of everything. But the opener, they probably want a bit more of that and Dragunov's probably your guy to yeah. put in there. Dragunov, Dijak? Like, oh, I'm out there again, I don't know. Oh, but I like, love that. Yeah. I love a bit of that. I'm all about Dijak. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Unironically and ironically, all about Dijak. <laughs> Uh, we go backstage. This is where the show really started, like when the rubber really started hitting the road. 
um, because, is that the right phrase? I've no idea. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale are there. Uh, Thea Hale's like, Tiffany, I saw your um, TikTok about Chase U. And Tiffany says, oh, great. Another one of my followers. Appreciate it. And Thea's like, no, no, no. She's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> she's, never, like, she's never not been. She's yeah, never no. been a straight appeal, yeah. Tiffany Stratton. He was like, no, 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 why don't you like Chase U? You know, what, what's wrong What's wrong with Chase U? <laughs> I love the hail, man. He goes, oh, no! <laughs> Tiffany Stratton jumps out. I forgot my John Cena wrote to WrestleMania essay. We've all been there. Yep. Wait! It's due to tomorrow. I've still got time. We have been there. Yeah. We're there every day at work. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> a, I relate. Uh, Tiffany says, so then what are you still doing here, breathing my air? You know what, oh. John? <laughs> it is my turn to talk right now. Oh, yeah, Thea tried to interrupt her. Chase you is tatter, it's cringer, and it's a nine. Uh, nobody likes Chase you, and nobody wants to go there, like, ever. And Thea is like, I think she's, what was the name? Is it Dr. Shelby from the... The thing, yeah, yeah. The she said, I think she said Professor Shelby or someone like that. That's nice, law, that's that, isn't nice, law. She <laughs> says, hey, He told me to do my breathing exercise. She says, Listen, Blondie, you just care about yourself. All I care about is chase you. We're open to everyone. And if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. And Tiffany's like, Yeah, very good. Chase you. She's like, No. <laughs> Suck it! Uh, and then Thea Hale got kidnapped by the Rock's daughter. Sorry, I forgot to mention that part. Yeah, kind of important that bit. Dragged it? away. Oh my I'm, god, that kidnapping was one of the worst things you'll ever see. <laughs> one of the worst things you'll ever see in your entire life, your entire miserable life. You will never see a worse acting performance. Tiffany's like, where's she gone? Like, there's no way she dragged her remotely. I was shot at the time as well. She's there. She's infatuated with her own in her eye line. I get it. I think it's. I wanted to, you know the, the clip that people sometimes share of that bloke jumping into a giant widescreen TV? Yeah. That's how I felt about that. I was like, don't you harm a hair on her head. Thea Hale is perfect. You've been calling a lot for the, you know, Andy Bernard line from The Office where I wish somebody would tell about the good old days and you're still in them. Thea Hale is doing that. She doesn't want to leave Cornell. She I knows know. that this is as good as it, like she understands, I wish I did, that university was as good as it got. <laughs> ever, ever. If you're listening to your student, for Christ's sake, live every frigging day because it's peaking for you. Like, Thea Hill, I respect it. That's two ways I relate to her, actually. Yeah. John Cena essays, realising that university is as good as it gets. I was so scared for her throughout the rest of this show. Uh, but thankfully, you know, that loop's going to be closed again later on. But whoa. this is like when they said the bloodline's going to be here on SmackDown this week. I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> I did do a, I should point out there, a fish hook in the mouth. Yes. People wondering when they get the video on soon. So Thea Hill, like... Sami Zayn, or more of a Julia Hart with the AG Black because of the nature of the Yeezum. Oh, yes, she's making it Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the party. Uh, Fallon's there with uh, Boris Johnson and Sir Wanks a lot. She's like, uh, Brooks, I've got, I got something to tell you. He's like, well, I'm just really excited about my first Valentine's Day. Oh. And uh, Kiana walks up. Brooks like, sorry, Fallon, you want to say something? She's like, yeah, uh, thanks again for the party. She can't bring herself to say it. I got Valentine's Day next week. Is it next week? Yeah. 
Yeah. What day is it? The 8th of February, mate. You know that Vengeance Day always falls just a week before Valentine's Day. Yeah, 10 days. Uh, yeah. So I said, Vengeance Day is the perfect 10, so you take 10 off Valentine's Day, it's the 4th of February. Vengeance Day. So there's an actual NXT edition on Valentine's yes. Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That wasn't me, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Sidgwick. So good, isn't it? I didn't even think about the way the dates are. I'm going to actually like take some notes and do some thinking <laughs> and really try and map out what's going to happen. I like it. You know when like Dynamite does those specials, like a New Year's smash, but it's on like the 3rd of January or something. I'm like trying to do like Valentine's Day smash. It's like, you, I'd leave it alone. Like no, no Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah, stuff. Like NXT's got that down on the Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it was time for the match that they advertised prior to this show, of course. Uh, Valentina Ferroz, who has Wendy Chu in her corner, uh, against Bird Person, Lyra Valkyria. Um, but again, the story of this match, as we talked about on the preview, uh, was the involvement of Electra Lopez, who comes down mid-match and slides brass knocks into Valentina Ferroz. Now, previously, of course, Ferroz has been like, oh, I don't want to get involved with this, but this time she goes one step further. She puts the brass knocks on. Which is still a failure. She's still conflicted because she hasn't fully embraced the dark side yet. So she turned around, Valkyria hits her with an enziguri and a roundhouse spin kick for the one, two, three. Uh, covers Veroz, yeah, for the victory here. But I think it's fair to say this is dovetailing storytelling. Uh, well, a dove's a bird, and Lyra Valkyria's a bird person, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's let it play out. It's developing each week, this. That doesn't make it good, dickhead. How many, how many times well done. do I have to go. tell you? I don't get this. Like, sincerely, scripts. I don't, I don't <laughs> miss, miss it. I miss scripts. He's, He's working level up, but we'll never review that show. Should we try it one week? Oh, I'd love to. I'd, I'd I'd level, imagine like adding level up to the review package. Can we package. do Can we do just, yeah, just one match from level up? And what are our new favourite team on AW Dark called? Yeah, the Outrunners. Thank you. The youngest men alive. <laughs> the, the hustle and the muscle. <laughs> There's dark and dark Tell elevation. Turb. It's uh, short for turbo. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we're you know giving you what you want, guys. We're going to do a level up. <laughs> Can I just shock you? Go on. I thought before this terrible finish, which again, I went off track. I don't understand. It's the idea of, well, now that I've tried it, cheating doesn't work. Cheaters don't prosper. Let's have a match in the Staples Center <laughs> <laughs> between Valentina Ferroz and... Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez. Terrible. Or is she going to go, you just didn't cheat? Well, you know, it's a mystery. You just didn't cheat well. If you cheat well, that'll work. Uh, where's it going? Don't know. Don't care. Don't understand. It's about embracing the dark side. I think previously she's completely rejected it. Now she's that door's slightly ajar. She's got to fully embrace it. That hesitation is going to cost you. Right. Can I shock you? Before it just ended in the finish, the first two and a half minutes of this, I thought were competently wrestled. Hmm. Lyra Valkyrie is really good. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. been given a bad gimmick, as we say with many people in NXT. I, I hate these wrestling storylines. There's been millions of them where, uh, like, you could have just said, that doesn't really work for me at the first point. But as you say, like, maybe it'll work for me a bit more second, third, fourth, and fifth time. Like, it's not worked for anybody. Like, Electra Lopez, what's... Uh, that didn't work. I'm going to find somebody else to share the brass knuckles law with. No, no, I'll keep persisting with that. They're both persistent with something that has worked 0% of the time. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, we'll wait and see how this develops. Intriguing. What's that look of like? Some people just don't have faith in their good storytelling anymore. Yeah, some people just don't get it. I suppose. Um, right. <laughs> then there was a shock horror. Do a twenty tweet thread about that. Yeah. Um, WWE's quite good at video packages, so I might tweet that. 
some likes. Uh, because they did a genuinely great uh, profile piece on Wesley, uh, he, him, his wife, his uh, NXT North American Championship match, Avengers Day, which was the match of the show, basically. Um, and, yeah, chats with Wesley and what have you. Lovely stuff. Mm. Uh, then we cut backstage. There's Mackenzie. Says, uh, yeah, that was all all great stuff. But anyone else uh, see Dijak's finger? Because that's because he puts his body on the line for this business. That's why we've always supported him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's interrupted by, let's be honest, the North American champion in waiting. You can take that either way. Tony D'Angelo and Stax. As long as they've got an accent I can mimic, <laughs> they deserve to win a title. Exactly. Tony D says, oh, hey, Stax. In that video diary, you see me? Stax is like, no, Dan, I didn't see you. Did you see me? <laughs> Terrible impression. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it, man. Uh, and Tony says, oh. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I didn't. I didn't see the underboys. Wes, you reap the benefits of our issues with Dijak, and we expect to be duly compensated for our actions. Uh, and Wes says, oh, I never asked for your help, I never needed your help, but hey, open challenge next week for this North American Championship. Oh my God. It's happening. Tony D, uh, Stax's music hits. I think it's already happened. And Tony D says, uh, oh, Stax, we got business to take care of. See you next week. You could it that like that'd be my best Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen, though, is it? You're telling me there's a chance. I'm telling you there's no chance. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's some some sort of chance. I'm telling you there's no chance. I mean, I think there might be developments with Tony and our good friend, our co-host. Yes. I don't know if they're gonna be related to Bale. Mm, wait and see. Um before Do we you get think, or oh, we'll save for the preview. Yeah. A big preview this, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest one of the year. <laughs> I've got an idea for how this is going to go in two seconds. Is he? I don't think it's going to go very well for Starks, but we'll just leave it there. I'll talk about his match He's probably cock a hoop. <laughs> he's up a height. Up a height, cock a hoop. He's got, uh, he's got an edge these days, hasn't he? Yeah, a bit dangerous. Uh, Tyler Beard's defending his daddy um, because he's slagging off Grayson Waller. Just having his opinion, mate. Chill out. Uh, <laughs> he says, look. Who are you to doubt Shawn Michaels? That's very good. Not bad of Brummy. Not bad of yeah. Brummy. My generally monotonous voice <laughs> lends itself well to that accent. <laughs> uh, because actually, I, I did. there was one, one bit of this promo I did like. I mean, I, I get to see Tyler Bay in the ring, so genuinely, I'm, I'm excited. And Grace Wall's the best. Um, says, look, you lost, it happens, take it on the chin, but you disrespected HBK, and that's not cool. That's not cool. Uh, <laughs> he says, next week, why don't you try disrespecting me, basically. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, it's like, Tyler Bay's another one. I like Tyler Bay a lot more than any Dragon off, Jesus Christ, but like, he's... He's still a little bit trapped, I think, on this show. They're not going to push him, push him. You're just going to guarantee a good match out of him. Mate, just think of it this way. Next week, we've you got... Go. Next yeah, week. That's got, about it, though. We've got the future of the industry <laughs> in a match against Tyler Bates, so, you know. <laughs> Stax versus Odyssey Jones. Uh, Odyssey Jones chucks Stax around quite a lot in this match. Uh, size dominates here, but 
Stacks, he's got this new swagger about him now as the underboss. He uh, cuts him off continuously. Jones makes a comeback, but Stacks catches him with a DDT out of nowhere. That wind-up punch of his, and then the sort of curb stomp that he does, but with his knee for the one, two, three, baby. I was going to say I was in disbelief, but within its own ridiculous universe... Sorry, Stacks. This is good. Yep. He's earning... Which is the same as winning wrestling matches for some freaking reason. <laughs> payment is a title shot rather than payment. I think do you have to be like really good at both your jobs when you've got an occupational gimmick yeah. at the same time. Is that how this works? Yeah, I think so. I, think so. Which, I mean, it doesn't work like that, but it kind of does. It didn't work in the golden era because IRS was an excellent tax man, but an absolutely terrible wrestler. He won gold. He, he did win gold. Didn't win gold. With a rich guy. He really should have hated him. Yeah, you deconstruct money. I love money, but if you deconstruct them, it doesn't work. That no, does not work. Ted DiBiase was no way keeping up with his taxes. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> moving, Got him. moving swiftly on. Yeah, yeah, you just got me the one, two, three, kid, huh? <laughs> you did awesome, Stacks. Thank you very much. But uh, anyway, guys, what is the deal with parties, huh? See the party on NXT last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No invite for old Staxy Doodle Doo over here. No, yeah. How did you feel about that? I was okay. Me and Tony hung out after the match. Are you still on there? Went down to the docks, skimmed some stones, you know, what we do. <laughs> Just talked it up. I imagine, like, these days, Stax Shock, when you arrive at the party, the energy changes a little bit. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> party don't. Start till I walk in. <laughs> Big fan of Kesha. She's got a dollar sign in her name, isn't she? She's always earning. I'm uh, moving on. What's the deal with parties? Uh, you know, uh, CG. <laughs> I've got three things, but I got the set of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, you know that I like knowing that there's three things after. You know, a, uh, I had a little story uh, I tell you. A uh, premature ejaculator went to a dinner party. He uh, didn't know what to wear, so he just came in his pants. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stacks is going blue. <laughs> Stick around. Stacks has been on YouTube. Question number joke number one, Sitch. Why was the mushroom, picture that, invited to the party? Because he's a fun guy. Because he's a fun guy. Question number two, joke number two, Hamlet. What happened to the cannibal who was late to the dinner party? We can get this. We can yeah. get this. Late to the dinner party. They... Oh. No, that's dead air. I don't care. Should be some of them <laughs> like missing dinner, but the, the people are dinner, aren't they? That's a... Do this set up again. What happened to the cannibal who was late to the dinner party? Pretty sophisticated little joke this, so I say so myself. To the cannibal who was late to the... Something about leftovers or something? Yeah. But then... Have I sworn yet on this this segment? No. Uh, no, Stan. Okay, good. He's lost faith in the punchline. No, no, no. I just, <laughs> That's how he's <laughs> yeah. I just... Willie's just bugging me here. Yeah, make sure you just write it down for the, uh, for the bleep stacks. No problem, Willie. Shut your ass up. Okay. <laughs> So uh, what happened to the cannibal who was uh, late to the dinner don't party? Know. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> he got the f 
fucking cold shoulder. <laughs> That's good because the food would have been hot. Where have you arrived on time? You're good at all three of your jobs at the moment because your stand-up lately has been exceptional. Thank you stats. very much. I diversify my content somewhat. Just focus in on a subject and stick with it. That's the opposite of what you're saying. <laughs> if you, do. you idiot. Uh, What'd you say? <laughs> Final quest joke for you. What is the difference between a casual dress party and an orgy with pirates? I'm <laughs> <laughs> better than the punchline. What is the difference between a casual dress party and an orgy with pirates? Yo ho ho and a bottle of cum. <laughs> I'm not topping that for a suggestion, am I? It's good, but it's not right. What is the difference between a casual dress party and an orgy with pirates? One. This, this butt's like got me a little bit. One. You come as you are. The other. You are as you come. That's the way I goddamn tell him. See you later, guys. <laughs> Bye, Stacks. That was unbelievable. That's his, is that his best joke yet? Maybe. Two about come. Like, he's going a little bit five-star review review, isn't he, Stacks? Yeah. But uh, I'm not complaining. Well, you know, he's part of the brand. Now he's his audience. So, yeah. Uh, Jinder Mahal's backstage <laughs> with Indus Share, talking about respect. No one believed him until they beat the Creeds. Sanger says... Creed's had lost even before the bell rang. Jinder says uh, they should be treated like they are when they go back home. They're larger-than-life superstars. Um, they've moved on, says Via, to accomplish bigger goals. Their NXT takeover has begun. Phase one's complete. Phase two is when the three of them are drinking gold. I think that's what they said. Or tasting gold or something. I don't know. They want gold. I thought Jinder was, yeah. was only here for like a few weeks, like the, most of the wrestlers that come from the main roster. But maybe like Ivy Nile would become the manager then Jinder could go back to uh, trying to recapture the WWE title. Jinder versus Braun, based on not bloody Jinder again, Yeah, could work as an intervening match before uh, Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver. Was he the first challenge for the title when it first started? Was it him versus It was Seth Rollins in the tournament final. Law. Some LTST. Some real LTST. I'm a yid. Uh... Right, Roxanne Perez is walking, leaving the show. She's done her work for the day. <laughs> Argue with the tag team, former tag team champions, I should say. She's asked who her partner's going to be. It's Miko Satamora. Yes, please. Terrific. Great. Pretty Deadly versus Chase U. Just the main event? No. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. yeah nearly there. Um, it was the main event in my heart. Um, Pretty Deadly versus Chase U. Pretty Deadly. You're a gear guy. Thoughts on how they look when they came out here? I'm worried about Pretty Deadly, you know. I don't want them to be normalized. But uh, I don't know. I think they they perked up. They perked up during the match. They did. They did. But like they were so ready to get the gold back at Vengeance Day. Uh, I don't want like Shawn Michaels to make them boring and dull. Like the sillier they get. Look, it's not Triple H. If Shawn Michaels, is that what it is? Have I got like? Yeah, it's not Triple H anymore. So your worries are unfounded. It's not going to be boring. Yeah, we've established this with NXT. Yeah. I thought I really like a nice little bit of pattern. Yeah, the buttons are in the wrong bloody holes. Oh, it's a that like they Cor- weren't thinking straight. Corbin's they were mustard tired. on the shirt. You know. mm. 
Yes, I liked it when they got in a good mood <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> the little finger waggle that they do. Uh, yeah, so they were getting their asses handed to them until that happened, basically. Go through a break. When we come back, um, oh, Duke Hudson yet again looked massive in this match. Duke Hudson's ironic, like, subterfuge, babyface, hot tag, hope spot deal yeah. is considerably better than most wrestlers on... NXT and probably the main roster yeah. as well, considerably better. Obviously, not taking Montez Ford or anything into account. Like his ironic, I'm just taking the piss before I reveal that I'm the dickhead. He's just keeping us this. Yeah, I'm dreading, yeah, I'm really dreading the reveal. And he's got like this like awesome like body. He's looking so jacked at this point. Perfect baby face, as you say. Like he's fire. Like WWE must love him. They love their like fire up guys, bumping feet, like perfect for the bump and feed heels and stuff. I don't want Keep the, up is this? Yeah, I don't he's, want to turn. He's now. too good at the thing he's meant to be taking the piss out of. Yeah. I, don't, I hate to say this again, but give him the fucking tag titles. Yeah. They're a great tag team. Uh, and they both can do hot tag stuff as well, because, yeah, Duke looked incredible when he came in here. And then later on, Chase came in and cleaned house, uh, but he got cut off by a double team. Uh, Hudson comes in to save him. Clotheslines, uh, I think it was Wilson out of the ring. Chase is in there with uh, Elton Prince. Uh, and does the chase you stomp, which is so over in the Wilborn household. I wake my wife up every time it happens. It was awesome watching like a proper crowd get with that Avengers yeah. Day. Yeah, people, it was great. People are into it. Um, chase is running wild, and I'm thinking, here we go. This is it. Win this, and we're number one contenders. Uh, you know, that really is a... Oh, moment! Teachable moment! Then here comes a previously kidnapped Thea Hale. She's distraught. You know, uh, Duke Hudson's completely thrown, taken out of the match, as am I, to be honest. I care more. Is Thea all right? Um, but in amongst all this, pretty deadly, make a blind tag. Chase tries to fight him off. Numbers game catches up to him. Spilt milk. One, two, three. S- obviously, more developments with this excellent Chase U storyline. Um, but the heel team win, and then up on the platform, the big green platform now, there's Gallus. <sighs> yeah. They legitimately instigated a yawn there from me. The mere <laughs> mention of their name, it was like somebody else yawned because they themselves are a giant yawn. Sorry, before we talk about this, uh, you know, what we're talking about? <laughs> the ale? Oh, yeah. Force of will, her being so nice means that this wretched storyline kind of, you know, got a reaction. I'm rem- I can't remember the match. It was on last night's show. We got one of the worst bits of commentary you'll ever hear on... <gasps> I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. It was a, one of the women's matches where Booker T said something to the effect of she's got the sauce or something. <laughs> and then trying to do his best serious voice of, I don't know what. Vic Joseph went, she's not a taco. She's not a burrito. She's not an enchilada. She's a woman and she's doing those horrible things or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the show again just to identify it. Um, yeah, concerning times for, for Chase U if they are being targeted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, jism at university, you say? Not my experience. This has been the most cum-soaked NXT podcast in months since they took the 2.0 away. Um, it never went away. For us, at least. Yeah, no, really. no, no, no. The GM have adjusted their uh, strategies a little bit, haven't it? Like, it used to be kidnap a guy, 
feed him of zombies, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I forgot about that. Convert bit. them, make their eye, wipe their eyes, the whole eye, and now it's just break a leg. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, injure her and then give her back. Uh, not what they were. I'm, I think I'm in favor of that, actually, but they're not what they were. If I had access to a horde of zombies who could eat people, I would keep them on retainer. <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, I wouldn't, since Breaker just came back fine the next week. Do you remember when they all like were perfectly in formation to hand the belt over? They all lined yes. up by the ring. You, 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 like Chuckle Brothers, to me, to you, to me, to you, to me, to you. Now, the best show of all time <laughs> that I actually hate watching. <laughs> Uh, Hank Walker's there with Drew Gulak. Uh, we mentioned in the preview. He's getting new gear. Uh, he's made a bit of a sketch. Drew quite liked it. Um, and then Hank Walker's like, yeah, maybe I'll challenge Wesley in that. I was like, don't you fucking do that. That's Tony D's claim that. That's Tony D's. Well, it's, it's Stax is one of them. Can't be you, Hank. I like it. Don't ruin this. Don't screw me on this, <laughs> Hank. In comes Charlie Dempsey. Says, it doesn't matter what you wear. It's about what you do. And uh, you cheated, basically. And he's he's fighting Hank Walker next week. Cool. Yeah. Ding dong! Hello! <laughs> it's time for the main event. Uh, out comes Bailey. A uh, bit different from when she was there last, I sense. Yeah. But uh, she was having a, she was enjoying herself here. She's got her arm in a sling because of what happened in the steel cage match, as you mentioned. Uh, but, but some of you might be wondering how I even made it here after what Becky and bloody Lita did to me and my girls on Monday. Uh, but I'm a role model, and I love NXT. And everyone's like, no, you're a bad person now. Mm-hmm. You're not the same Bailey we knew. Um, but she also loves Gigi Dolene and JC Jane. Get them out here. And they walk out, and they, they come out together, but this it's just not quite the same, is it, obviously, with these two? How um, do you keep up this facade for huh? an hour? <laughs> huh? You're not tired? Huh? I'm on Mountain Dew Pitch Black, mate. I've never, never tired. <laughs> I've got some more in the fridge. Yeah. About to have 90% of my sugar intake. Ah, yeah. And then 127% when I get home. That's 270%. Do you want to send any thanks? Matt Traffic, man, but I don't sleep. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, he was just on pitch black. At Mem Birdman, the lovely Jeff Raidmaker, who's uh, powered. Mem Bird person. <laughs> powered this podcast. Um, yeah, so they're, they're sort of side-eyeing and sneering a little bit about each other. Um and they use the door, mm-hmm. and she says, eh, yeah, good workers. Doors in wrestling are funny. Yeah. Don't ask me why. They're funny. GCW tables. Yeah, yeah. Like APA. And Ding judging, dong, judging by the preview, good basis for comedy as well. Yep. From yesterday. Uh, she can, I can feel the tension here. You know, what What happened on Saturday then, girls? JC's like, well, Gigi screwed me out of my title. Gigi's like, well, Roxy beat you, uh, so you kind of cost me the title. Uh, JC says, you're not a team player. Um, you know, we were working together and then you magically slipped away. Um, Gigi says, look, if I won the title, you'd have sunk into obscurity. JC says, look, I'm the star. I was a star all on my own. And your gear, Gigi, makes you look like a hobo made out with a Chucky doll. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Gigi says, uh, well, you were the one staring up the lights on your back. That's your position. Um Bailey's like, guys, what's going on? What are you going to do as individuals if you split up? Uh, Gigi says, good I'm question, <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> Gigi says, oh, good. I haven't. <laughs> don't say it out loud. Gigi said, oh, yeah, good point. I haven't thought about that. Uh, but I'll, uh, sky's the limit for me. JC's like, no, I'll be going straight to the top. Uh, and Bailey's like, wouldn't it be easier to do that with you? Ride or die. Uh, and Gigi says, look, I've been 
toxic attraction for nearly three years now. Everyone hates me. Chase is like, everyone hates me too. Uh, Bailey, you know about strength in numbers. They talk about NXT being a sharp tank, needing someone at their back. Chase is like, look, Jeezy, when I get pissed off, I kind of cut real deep and um, I could sit here and say I'm going to change, but we all know that's not going to happen. But no matter what happens, Gigi Dolene, you will always be my sister. Gigi says there's basically the same back. Uh, Jace says, look, we can either shake hands and go our separate ways or have one more run. Gigi's like, at the NXT Women's Champion tag titles? Jacey's like, oh, what about the women's tag titles on the main roster? They're held by damage control. And Bailey's like, whoa, 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 let's, let's not get carried away here. Let's focus on the right now. Hug it out, and they hug it out, and all is good. And they stand towards the show's about to go off the air. Arms aloft. Toxic attraction are back together. And then out of nowhere, JC Jane super kicks Gigi Dolin's shoulder. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't out of nowhere, it was out of 1992. <laughs> um, JC yells her, it's never been about us. You know, it's always it's about me. And JC <laughs> throws Gigi Dolene headfirst into the door from the set and he nails her Oof. with this kick to the head. It, Better late than never. Yeah. The door is caved in here and JC Jane stands tall. Where have I seen this before? You know, you watch the big fat quiz of the year around like Boxing Day, New Year's Day. Try not coming. to. I don't like Jimmy Carr. That's fair enough. That is fair enough. I don't like Jimmy Carr. Nor did IRS. Yeah, um, taxes, you bitch. Or Gary Barlow, or David Cameron. I think the Tories pointed uh-huh. at celebrities with that one a little bit. But um, they do a thing where they get a local school to act out a story of the year, and they guess have to guess what it is. This was, and their school, like five-year-old children. It's really sweet and endearing. This was like watching that school act out the barbershop window. <laughs> like, ah, jeez, they do that, and they do some toxic attraction. Like, you know the generic WWE walking shot? Coming next, it's uh, like... They, like that's an awkward shot to film. I get that. Like walk in front of a camera and look like it's the most natural thing in the world. You forget how to walk, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. You wouldn't know what face to pull. You wouldn't know that I was put one foot in front of the other. But Jason they, just does all of them. <laughs> I'll do all of them just in case. I'll do every face just in case. <laughs> like they, they just make me cringe. Those shots. This was a full segment of that. That bit when Jason James was like, "We're not getting a bad mood." I cut real deep. It was like watching the ball family coming back out again to cut from on the miz. Like oh, it was I just excruciating stuff. Excruciating stuff. Jason, you making me so mad. <laughs> and like, fair enough. Like we, I didn't see it. We didn't call it yesterday. Ah, it's a barbershop tribute. Like fair dues, I guess. Like fair play. It's always going to be about Sean. It's a it's a door instead of a window. But Sean knew what he was doing. It's he like didn't what? draw much money actually. <laughs> so Sean being like, you can't do anything. Just watch tape and do my bit, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Like, not to be cruel to them, but, like, it just played horribly. And then the kick kicked ass. Like, I hope Gigi Dolan's all right. Yes. He kicked ass, but maybe he kicked a bit too much ass because that door frame did not move. The bit of the door that her head hit did. Uh, it just looked incredibly painful. I hope Gigi Dolan's okay. But they've, much like Marty Jannetty going through the window, they've got their effective moment out of it. So, there you go. It was the worst kind of useless, this. Two kinds of useless because the acting was terrible. The performance of this the friendship is dead and it's dying in front of you it was just completely unconvincing and the super kick that instigated the turn didn't connect and the, and the kick to the face connected too much so they've done the two kind the two kinds of wrestling wrong yeah but if you're a ghoul 
the second one where she actually connected, it was really well done in a bad way, if that makes sense, because crying is a bit of a choice. But the second that she burst into tears, lounged against the door or propped up against that's when she got kicked in the temple. So it just looked so cruel. Yeah. Like the second she starts crying, shut up, bitch. Yeah, a shocking conclusion to this show that really makes you think, what on earth happens following this next week? Find out uh, next Tuesday, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day preview podcast. Valentine's Day. It's fine, isn't it? Oh, my God. Uh, and let us know your thoughts on this <laughs> on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As I said earlier, if you want to check out our Vengeance Day review, it's still available as a podcast right now. I don't know, unless you listen on Spotify, because apparently they can't bloody do anything. Um, and for me and the Daddy Boys, well, it's one a week at the moment. Well, you finger out last lads, week and hey? Spotify this week. Like we're beholden to tech bros, yeah. screwing us around. Screw around too much. Uh, Screw around too so much. Fingers crossed you'll be able to hear from us later. I think yep. we'll put some wires back in or whatever it is. Uh, previewing AW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys, to Stacks, to the Elephant. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.